The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. I don't know how to say editor. My voice is gone, Mark. Uh, from We had our Detroit meetup. We'll talk about that. Detroit voice. In a yeah, I got. I have Detroit voice. This is normally the voice Mark has after a meetup, and I'm the one who lost my voice this time, so I had a, had a good time there. Joe is not with us this week. He's off gallivanting around Disney World with Leslie from Trips with Tykes, his Disney Deciphered co-host. So we hope they're having fun. So it's uh, just me and you. It'll be a good show, but how are you doing? You you recovering nicely from uh, from the weekend in Detroit? Uh, I'm I'm pretty exhausted to be <laughs> to be honest. We it was two nights in a row of staying up till 4 a.m. with a, a cool group of people. We had a lot of fun. Had some late night 3 a.m. 3:30 a.m. Coney Dogs, which is a staple of Detroit, and I uh, got to see a whole bunch of people from from out of town and meet some new people for the that came for the first time as well as see some old friends so a lot of fun i was uh, probably more stressed about this meetup than any of the other ones you know being my my hometown city and showing it off cuz it you know gets a bad rap which is de- definitely doesn't deserve uh, underrated uh, destination which i think everybody kind of came away and said so i'm glad that it uh, seemed to go well everybody seemed to really enjoy themselves so uh, success now, Jasmine gave me a lot of shade for uh, for eating Coney dogs at three thirty in the morning, but it's a great. Uh, she just wanted some. Experience. She yeah, wanted some. Like, I tapped out on Friday night. I tapped out at two a.m. when you guys were waiting for some Coney dogs and didn't have any. And then, uh, but on the next night, yeah, I made it till four a.m., which is a record for me for meetups because usually I'm in bed a lot earlier than that. Felt it the next day, but it was a great time with uh, great people and. Yeah, as you said, Detroit, I, I went there last year. I spent like a whole week in Michigan. We talked about it on the show. Spent time in Detroit, spent time up in northern Michigan. And other than the terrible roads, I agree, uh, Michigan itself is a great destination. Downtown Detroit has a lot of cool buildings and a really neat vibe. It also has that amazing people mover mark that you've still never ridden, which is a shame. Uh, nope. never it's free. These, we should just know. go ride it for a couple hours today yeah. just for fun. Well, I will say at one point it goes right along the lake and... You're looking out the window of the train, and all it is is this beautiful water right outside the window, and then you have Windsor on the other side. So actually, you get some really cool views from the people mover, as much as it just kind of takes you in a circle around downtown Detroit, uh, which is amazing because downtown Detroit is so walkable. That's what's really cool about it. Even if you're like on the far one far end to the other far end, you know, what is it, a 20-minute walk, something like that, 25 yep. minutes maybe. So you can really get anywhere there. We sort of crisscrossed it all weekend, and it was... Uh, it was fantastic. Lots of cool bars. Uh, we stayed at the Doubletree, which 50,000 Hilton points a night was an expensive redemption. But the hotel, this is the one case, Mark, where the hotel needs to like update their website with pictures because the pictures make the, the rooms look very dated and sort of old-fashioned. And But the rooms, I guess, they're, I mean, they're, they're renovated very recently. They felt very fresh. They're all suites, very nice. The lobby is beautiful there. So it's actually a very nice hotel. The location is really convenient. It's about three-minute walk to those beautiful Coney dogs from both uh, American Coney and Lafayette Coney. So you can do the Detroit Coney Challenge. And uh, yeah, so I like the hotel. 
and I was really sort of dreading it based on the pictures. So good on good on you. I for told you it'd be good. <laughs> no, I know, and it was good. It was, it's a good recommendation for anybody out there. Uh, there's some other good hotels people stayed at this weekend too that they liked, right? Yeah, uh, I'll say like the DoubleTree used to be around 30k a night, which is easier to swallow. But with everything being astronomically high price wise, like the downtown Detroit used to be 150, 200 bucks a night. And now it's 350, 400, 500, depending on the weekend, if there's sporting events. Like we're seeing everywhere else, it's just insane prices that you know, I don't know how people are paying these, but whatever. Element Hotel is, is a newer Marriott property, and that has the Monarch Club on top, which it is not affiliated with the hotel, but you go through the hotel lobby to ride the elevators up. That's a very cool property. And the Monarch Club, we had a part of the meetup there, is an amazing place. You get views of downtown. You can also get views of the stadium if there's a game going on. Just really nice. They have fire pits and everything. And then Aloft is in the old David Whitney building. Probably my favorite lobby of any hotel. And just uh, the rooms are a little bit funky because it's an older building. So the shape's a little bit weird. But that's a good one. The uh, Westin Book Cadillac is also a very nice hotel. So Marriott really has the uh, stranglehold on downtown Detroit. Really good hotels. There's also a Hilton Garden Inn, which which does the job, but nothing special. And then Rensen, I would... I don't really like Rensen's Marriott, but some people do. So quite a few options. No Hyatt, unfortunately. I know. Hyatt some some to... stayed out in Royal Oak and Drove, which is a nice Hyatt place and a really cool downtown. But it's a good 20, 25 minute drive. So I wouldn't suggest it if you want to be downtown. Yeah, we stayed there last year when we were visiting you. And it's closer to kind of where you live and in the suburbs, but certainly not near downtown Detroit. I will uh, make a shout out for the MGM Grand. We stayed there for a couple nights before the meetup. And it's sort of on the edge of downtown but I found it very close, uh, you know, walk close enough to walk pretty much anywhere in downtown. And then it's only a minute or two walk to the people mover, too. So, you know, got to give a shout out to that. But MGM Grand, if people are familiar with like the original MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Well, I guess it's not the original. The original is Bally's, but the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, you know, it's like a three and three and a half star hotel, right? It's a nice hotel. I think it's actually rated four stars, but depending on the room you get, it's, it's nice and okay. But the one in Detroit is really, it's its really a luxury hotel. Um, there's not like as many rooms. It's not 5,000 rooms, right? It's just a couple hundred rooms. And it has a really nice separation between the casino and the hotel side. Casino is like controlled entry. You got to show your ID and stuff. So the hotel is, is actually good for families. They don't, you don't have to walk through the casino or anything like that. And the rooms are really nice. So there's another recommendation. Except for you can't swim. That's the only downfall. If you're, <laughs> well, you if you're under trade, 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't. The, the pool area is, is indoors. Really cool vibe in that pool area. Like nice, relaxing music. It's almost like an outdoor pool with like a sunbathing deck and these huge day beds and zero entry and very cool, but it's indoor because it's Detroit, of course. But yeah. it, it feels like an outdoor pool, but they put it inside. Yeah, and they put it inside the spa area, so you know you have to like sign a waiver to go in there, which is a little strange. But they have these amazing aromatherapy steam rooms where you know you're. I've never been in a steam room that's that steamy, but it was uh, pretty cool. And um, you know that's separate men and women's steam rooms, men and women's saunas, men and women's whirlpools. So uh, yeah, I can see why they don't want kids in there. The the vibe would be a little ruined. Uh, you get this basically this relaxing sort of luxurious spa atmosphere, but the pool is massive too. So Highly recommend that hotel. It's you know I, I I've stayed in over a thousand hotels, Mark, and it's uh, it's one it's of probably two thousand now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just padding my stats, but it's certainly a hotel I like and that I would go back to uh, as long as the price is right. It's usually pretty expensive. Yeah, uh, but it I usually hovers around three hundred bucks a night. So 
If you yeah. can get a deal through your MGM Rewards account, it's definitely a good one to book. I actually park there most of the time when I go to uh, sporting events. It's a little bit of a walk, but it's it's nice that they never check your card or, or make you, like where Greektown Casino will, if it's a sporting event, they'll check for your player's card. And if you forget it, they want to charge you like 20, 20, 30 bucks. So I'll just go to MGM. And then on the way to the uh, stadium, there's a bar called Bookies. That will have a deal. It's like under twenty bucks for a pitcher of beer and four shots, which is if you have a group is a, is fun and a really good deal. And it's on the way. It's like halfway in between MGM Grand and and the stadium, so that's a good place to stop and park for free. Walk back, maybe do a little gambling after the game. You never know. So good times. Yeah, absolutely. And like we said, good times with the forty plus members who came to Detroit, and we had some. You know, what did they they made, oh, what, about $10,000 combined profit for coming just by utilizing the sign-up bonuses in the casino slash sports betting apps. So we had a whole presentation on that, had a presentation talking about cruising, you know, doing Las Vegas for cheap, Southwest Airlines, lots of tips shared among the group. So uh, it was a good time of, like, networking, a lot of fun times as well. Like, that's really what we try to do with that community, right? It's and not just like... in the world, too, yes. <laughs> Yes, we had some great some great Detroit pizza, which if you've never had, is a very unique sort of style of pizza. Kind of, I would, what was it? I mean, it's not deep dish, right? It, it's sort of like a pan style yeah, pizza. Yeah, it's, it's like a Sicilian grandma style, but thicker. So a little bit, it's like in between Sicilian grandma style and a Chicago style, but not as soupy or heavy because they add the sauce later on. It's very airy, which is, it's unique. And it's got a crispy crust that's like burnt cheese. That's really good. And the one I took everybody to is Nikki's in Greektown, and they have a feta cheese pizza, which is like normal mozzarella sauce, all that. And then they put like crumbled feta cheese on top, and it melts in. And I don't even like feta cheese, and it's probably my favorite of the Detroit style, that type of pizza, just because it has a really interesting tangy taste that you don't really – I've never had any other place in a pizza. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole weekend. It was a good time, and we've enjoyed this. This is what our – fourth meetup now that we've been able to have we're having one every quarter i think it's the fourth one maybe the fifth one but it's been uh, it's been a great time we're doing mexico city with everybody for mexican independence day in september which i know a lot of people are looking forward to i am among those i've been wanting to do this has like been a bucket list thing for me forever and then to bring like a, a group of really cool people down there to do it uh, that's gonna be fun and then we're gonna yeah, have, we have like more... 70 people going which is pretty pretty crazy yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good time and then we are gonna do a more traditional one in austin then we have the cruise that we're doing next year. So as you can see, we kind of mix up social with miles and points, nerdy stuff. As Mark says, we didn't want to just be uh, conferences in airport hotels. And so we're trying to avoid that with every turn. And on that note, the, the group has grown a lot, right? Uh, what are we at? Like 330 people, something like that? I think just over 340. Okay. So we have a lot of people in the group. And we do have the private Slack, private Facebook groups. We have shows that happen, you know, several times a month. We have our spending time show that you do with uh, Benji from the site and Ryan Flanagan, who's our Facebook moderator. Uh, we do member spotlights where we highlight the people. Uh, we have a monthly Zoom call, chats. So, you know, there's different facets to the community. But, you know, in an effort to kind of control it, what what are we're we're going to kind of shut down new memberships or partially shut down new memberships for a little bit of time uh, in order to, you know, make sure we can we can keep the quality up. So we're shutting them down, what, at the end of June? Yeah, end of June will be a soft cap where we'll, you know, kind of phase away from the, where you can join for a monthly fee, which right now is $15 a month. If you pay yearly, you get a little bit cheaper. So we'll get rid of the 
monthly option and just go to a yearly in case anybody finds this finds us later on and really wants to join or thinks it's a really good fit for them they'll still have an option but you know it'll kind of you know put a little bit of a cap on it so we don't have people joining just to test out for a month and and uh check out all the old stuff and and then move on or whatever so you know, this is a good way. Wait, to you do mean it. people tried to game the system? People who yes. like uh, travel people, hacking like tried to game. People our have been game. trying to game the system, <laughs> so we want to we want to keep. You know, that's not fair to the members that are already in there, been in there for a long time. So we want to keep uh, that out as an option, as well as you know, kind of keep this group about this size. We don't want it to get really any much bigger than that for the most part, because this is a good size, a good group of people, and we don't have anybody that's a jerk, which is a rarity in these type of groups. Usually, you have a couple of people that are like to flame others, and and we don't have any of that. So it's pretty special. Uh, you know, we're really proud of it, and we love everybody that's in there. It's it's pretty amazing. So we want to keep it that way. Yeah, and you and I are at all the meetups. Uh, people were surprised that I flew in. I flew in from France just to come to the meetup in Detroit, um, and I'll be at all the meetups just like you are. So uh, we personally, I think we both really enjoy the community and, and doing this as people who are you know, entrenched in the miles and points world for a long time and uh, keeping it positive. It's been amazing to be able to do that, uh, you know, make sure that we don't have any, you know, like you say, bad seeds. People are you know, not afraid to ask questions. They're, they're not afraid to to kind of put themselves out there and, you know, whether you've been in the community for a long time or you're new, we have all of that. You know, we have people, every meetup now, we have people that's their first ever Miles and Points meetup and, you know, we're showing them a good time. So at the end of June, we're going to shut down those monthly signups. It is $15 a month. Um, you can get that discount, 10% discount if you pay by the year and we'll leave that yearly option and then we'll uh, see how it goes from there. But uh, if you're looking to join and you were interested in doing the monthly subscription, uh, check it out at patreon.com forward slash miles to memories and uh, if you want to know more about what we offer just go to miles to memories.com forward slash diamond and that has the full list of all the benefits and what we do uh, as far as our different communities and content and everything else and uh, just on a final note before we move on to other stuff thank you to all of our patreon supporters and uh, members of the diamond lounge because it's been a it's been a great uh couple years now that we've that we've been doing this and uh, we're looking forward to continuing it and we love the community yes uh it's been you know i've made a lot of friends out of this in in friendships that you know we keep in contact every day and and send jokes back and forth and and it's funny you go each meetup you go to has a unique inside joke that stays around uh with that group of people which is kind of fun so you have different things from different eras of uh different meetups and you know you get to see some people come to everyone and some just you know depending on their schedule come to a couple so it's you always get a a nice influx of new people old people so it's always great every time you come you meet somebody new which is is a really cool experience yes and my favorite overall moment from all the meetups mark is watching you fall in the bushes at epcot uh, something Thank that we're we're, that. we're gonna have to do that again. We're gonna have to get Epcot <laughs> on the books for next year again. We gotta to start it earlier. I want to start it earlier in the day because yeah. we started too late. It was too rushed by the end because we were just like, okay, we have two more left. We gotta go, and we didn't really get to explore as much. So we're gonna we need to start at like lunch, sit somewhere and eat, and then go through and then sit somewhere for dinner too. Yeah. So here we are. We're committed. We're doing Epcot next year in 2022 at some point. We'll get it on the books uh, with the group because that was so fun. All right. Let's. We, we talked about it enough. More information. Head to milestomemories.com forward slash diamond, and you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash milestomemories. So at the meetup, Detroit is a Delta hub, right? So this is one of their biggest cities in the country. And so no doubt most people coming to our meetup were flying Delta. 
And it was like we were in the Slack and watching people message, and it was like they were falling one by one. Like, my flight got canceled. My flight got, you know, I got rebooked on three connections. And what happened? Like, Delta had just a full-blown meltdown this weekend, didn't they? It seems like every weekend they do these, these dates. And that's weird because they've always prided themselves of being better than everybody else. And they've always charged a little bit of a premium for that. And and they've always given good service. And if there was issues, they'd, they'd work with you. And now it's like, hey, your flight's canceled in four hours. Good luck basically. And, you know, we had people that were canceled the day before. And then we had some people canceled while they were at the airport and they had to wait in a couple hours in line and get standby and everything was showing sold out. And it was just crazy. I mean, of like, let's say there was 15 people flying in, half of them had either they had to, you know, rebook on American or had to do a standby. One guy was supposed to come in on Thursday night on a red eye. He didn't end up getting in until Saturday morning at like 3, 4 a.m. So it just was a huge mess. And I know it's very anecdotal. You know, we're just a small group of of, uh, sample size. But the fact that like basically half the people got hit with with, uh, massive issues is is kind of crazy, especially coming from Delta. But they just, they don't have a staff. And funny enough, the transportation secretary was meeting with the airlines on Friday and said, hey, you guys need to cut this out. Like start hiring more get more, especially more like customer service help, because when you do have these issues, people are waiting hours to, to get through to somebody. And on his way home, his flight got canceled. So he ended up driving from DC back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when I was in the UK a couple of weeks ago on TV, exactly the same things happened. They had their big, you know, the Jubilee and their big holiday weekend and all the airlines oversold their flights like crazy. And then they didn't have the staffing. So then they had to cancel flights and redo it all. And the, you know, the equivalent of the transportation, transportation minister over there basically said the same thing, that the airlines need to get this fixed. It's not fair to customers that they're doing this. You know, they need to be right-sizing their operations for what they can actually do. And um, it just is a good reminder of be like wh- how good this hobby is to, you know, to help you with skills. Like, we ha- like you said, we had one member, he gets his flight canceled, but he can rebook on American Airlines. You know, he had miles to be able to do that. Or people just knowing how to navigate customer service numbers or what to do at an airport. You know, you've seen with all these cancel flights, people will get in these customer service lines at the airport that are like a million people long. And, you know, sometimes if you're savvy, you can get yourself rebooked much quicker, much easier. And uh, that's how we had so many people who are able to overcome these issues and get there. Um, But I think we only had had one person who had had booked three tickets that wasn't they weren't able to get on anything till Saturday and it wasn't really worth it. And then trying to find three tickets was near impossible at that point. But I mean, it's not even a U.S. thing. Like you said, we've seen it. KLM threw, flew like 42 planes back empty just to get people out of Amsterdam, like left all these people stranded around Europe. And today, Brussels Airport, because of a strike, is just completely shut down. Southwest pilots have been writing letters saying, you know, we're sorry that the service is so bad. We just don't have enough. And it's like, you know, you laid off all these people, all these pilots took early retirements and stuff, or you aged them out. Let's pass a law. Let's up the age out a couple years, bring those back or give all those people you got to buy out huge amounts of money to come back, whatever it takes, or right size your operation, quit selling flights, you know, you're not going to be able to take like if you're canceling three days in advance, then that's a bad you you that's a bad schedule. You knew it was going to be a problem, and you just kind of rolled with it. And they're creating the scarcity, and then turning around and jacking up the prices so high that you know you're like you're double dipping us. You just got us over a barrel and taking us to town. 
and it's it's just terrible. And and this is a problem I had when they did the bailout. The government didn't ask for anything in return, and that was the time to put in some consumer protections. If they had to pay everybody, like you know, the European law EU two sixty one, I think that's right, right two sixty one. Yeah, yeah. If they had to pay like six hundred dollars a person, you know, if you're delayed and stuff, trust me, they'd change their their setup quite a bit because that's money coming out of their pocket. Where they don't have to give you anything. We did have one member who was able to get fifteen hundred dollars in gift cards for taking a four hour later flight, but that's just like it, what they're offering up and what people will take. I want something that's guaranteed that you need to take this approach. If this happens, this is what you get. Like, that's the way it should be. And we only have it for denied boarding. And, you know, we need it for delays, everything, because they're causing this problem. Yeah, it's just another reminder to be proactive and, and to, to understand that if you have something booked now more than ever, it doesn't mean that your flight's going to be at the time that you booked or that it's not going to get canceled or you're not going to get rebooked on multiple connections. And, you know, that whole, I've always talked about how I'm not big on having backup plans for flights, mainly because I just don't do it, not because I don't think it's a bad idea. But, you know, the, all those people who always have a backup flight and stuff like that, probably not a bad idea hey, at this point. <laughs> yeah. If you can do it, I it's probably not a bad idea. I have seven JetBlue flights booked uh, to get home. Yep. And that's uh, maybe what you need to do at this point, uh, especially if you have the tools available to travel hackers and, you know, you have the different uh, options and knowledge and skill. Use it because, you know, it's going to be a crazy summer. It's, they're not predicting that it's going to get any better. Um, you know, they're not going to suddenly have more staff uh, tomorrow. So it's going to take a while. Yeah, I wonder with, with inflation and everything and, and every the cost of everything, you know, people are got to be running out of whatever cash they had. And now all this summer stuff, it was already booked. So it's going to be crazy all summer. But I wonder, like, when you're looking at fall, winter, late fall, early winter, you know, through maybe into spring, if it starts to, you know, normalize a bit because people are going to be struggling a bit more and won't be willing to pay these extreme prices, do we see better availability and do we see lower prices? That's kind of where I'm hoping it shifts to, but who knows at this point? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope uh, we have an article on the site Mark wrote about the Delta thing. So uh, go on there and leave a comment with your horror stories from this summer. I'd love to hear some horror stories from uh, from people. To, I mean, I don't love to hear it, but it's interesting to me to, to hear it and to see it. Uh, it's, I love it when it's an MTM person that does it because then they can write about it. So I do I do love it. <laughs> I always have my fingers crossed when Sean or Ian or Benji are on a flight or something like, yeah, let's get, let's get something crazy going. <laughs> I know. I've gotten so lucky. Like I was so nervous when my dad flew home from France a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, I was so nervous about that because I, I was convinced that he was going to have some sort of issue especially flying through London and then through Los Angeles and, you know, no delays, like everything went perfect. So that was great. And then my flights have all been uh, decent. I got to knock on some wood there because I know that I'm asking for trouble with that. Um, I did want to talk about just briefly, just highlight, I've talked about the trip with my dad a lot on the show, so I'm not going to talk about it a lot right now, but I did start the series on the website where I'll go through the entire trip. So I I wrote about the background um, and then also the flights uh, post going live, and then I'll go through the hotel reviews, which will include the Andas London, which I have a very mixed opinion on, and then some of the other hotels that we stayed at along the way, the, the Hilton in Edinburgh on the Royal Mile, uh, the Doubletree in Glasgow, and, and a few more. So look forward to that kind of over the next few weeks on milestomemories.com if you're interested in diving in a little bit more on the trip. And I've talked about it a lot on this show, so I think a lot of listeners of the podcast already kind of know about it, where people who read the, only the site probably haven't heard as much about it, but it was a great trip. And yeah, just another reminder of travel while you can and uh, enjoy those memories that you can make with your family and 
you know, make time for that because it was a, that was my biggest takeaways. As stressful as it was to plan it, as tiring as it was at the end, it was, it was great and I'm so grateful for it. Now, Mark, American Express, we, it seems like every week we're talking about these crazy offers that they... That yeah, they Joe's do. not here to get upset about it, so we can do it. <laughs> but I mean... Am I am I reading this wrong? Like two hundred and fifty thousand points now for business platinum and one hundred and eighty thousand for business one hundred and eighty thousand for business gold. Like this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, and the two hundred fifty k came out a couple weeks ago. Like people were getting it in the mail, but uh, and then then the one hundred and eighty k business gold came out, and that was coming. You know, people could call in to uh, to check on that and see if they were targeted, and then. I guess that's also happening for the uh, business platinum. So you can call in, and it's a little bit, even a little bit better. It's 250k after uh, 30k in spend over six months, and then they also have the 10k authorized user offer, which is is one or two thousand. I'm not sure. I think two thousand if they spend two thousand, which does count towards your your minimum spend. So if you want to, you know, spend a little bit of time calling in to see if you're targeted, I'm sure it's highly targeted. But uh, we've we've heard of a couple people being able to get it, so it's worth a quick phone call. You might get one or one or the other. And from what we're hearing, they didn't see any uh, lifetime language on there, so just double check any terms. But I think that these are no lifetime language offers as well, so that makes it even better. It's just nuts. You know, everybody's waiting for a devaluation. I don't see them going away from one to one transfers because that's what everybody's kind of at. But I don't know what they're doing here. I just don't. I don't understand it. Like, are they just trying to pump up? this for investors or how are people not realizing that this is all like a house of cards it's insane i mean the the gold offer too is what 20k spend after for the 180,000 and they also have the 10k bonus that's a 190 yeah and they have a 130k offer via referral which is only 10k in spend so people might want that if you have a two-player system because you can get 20 to 30k from the referral and then the 130k so you're looking at 150 160,000 for only 10,000 in spend. So that might be better if you're a two-player system. I would probably go that route. But that is a lifetime language offer where this one possibly is not. So lots of, yeah, like how do you juggle all this stuff? All these these offers, which one to take? It's crazy. Yeah, and I, you know, I haven't been opening that many lately. So I feel like I'm leaving a lot on the table. So I probably should. Come on, get on this business platinum train. Everybody needs seven platinums, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's a lot of spend, and that is a concern for people, right? And, and that's something that they got to take in mind, you know, when you're looking at these offers. And that's why you point out, you know, maybe take an offer that gets you less, but you have to spend less. But if you have the ability to spend, I mean, a lot of businesses, I have, my, you know, my reselling business has a ton of spend, right? So that's just organic spend. Um, I don't have to do anything crazy. And, and certainly I can uh, maximize offers based on that. So you know, just calculating what you're able to spend and then uh, what you're able to get uh, is important, I think. And uh, yeah, there's a lot on the table. And I agree with you. I don't think you're going to get rid of the one-to-one transfers. There is going to be a devaluation or a de facto one, right, as the partner programs devalue, which, you know, that will happen. That would happen anyway, but it's probably going to happen a little bit more post-pandemic. But, you know, you can still cash out the points too. Uh, Well, with Schwab card, what, 1.1 cents? Maybe that will devalue, go to -to one-to-one or something like that. But it's still... (laughs) <laughs> it's still a pretty good uh, a pretty good deal, and if you look at them like even if they're worth one cent each, you know, two hundred fifty thousand is twenty five hundred dollars. That's you know that's about as good as we've ever seen. I know we've seen Capital One do several thousand dollars, but the fact that you can get these no lifetime language offers, they're targeted. So you know, it's Amex wanting to give it to you, right? They're saying you're targeted for this, you can get this. Um, you know, 
if somebody wants to give you a bunch of points, take them. That's what I say, right? Yeah, and, and you know, it's great. Everybody's saying, oh, this is just, uh, you know, rat bait, Amex rat bait or whatever. But this has been going on for a while, and we haven't seen, knock on wood, seen anybody get into trouble with it. And it's not like, you know, people had that issue a year or so ago where they were shut down because they took it went through a direct banker. These are, like, sent out directly to you, targeted to you versus calling a banker and getting them. And then anybody that had that happen was able to reopen their accounts if they were persistent enough. So Amex kind of backed off of that. And it does seem like, you know, the rat team focuses more on personal cards for whatever reason versus business. And I do think, you know, Amex has been in trouble for doing kind of shady stuff on businesses, uh, on the business end, you know, they've had investigations on uh, predatory type of stuff. So maybe they lost a whole bunch of accounts that that they were, you know, kind of adding in ways they shouldn't. So they're trying to make them back up by just targeting the same people over and over. I don't know. You know, if investors were ever like, oh, I see you have all these new business accounts, but how many new addresses? And they're like, oh, yeah, we got two million new business accounts, but we have like 12 new addresses. (laughs) I mean, the other option here is that there's a lot of people taking them up on these offers with revolving spend that people are doing pay over time and they're carrying balances because, you know, they're taking on debt load and Amex is making money through interest. Obviously, most people in this community aren't doing that, right? And that offsets a lot of the value of the bonus. But, you know, one wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these businesses well, some, are using this for, the, for debt. Some of these have 0% offers too, which is like unheard of with Amex. Like they're just all, it's crazy. I don't know. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. So let's talk, uh, some of our favorite going back, you know, I don't know. One of the posts I've written on this site Going back to the beginning is like the quarterly bonus categories on Discover and Chase Freedom. And uh, I feel like these are, you know, it's like low-hanging fruit, right? But it's good good stuff to know and keep track of and make sure you have the right card in your wallet at the right time. And so we learned the, the bonus categories for Discover and Chase Freedom. Um, so let's start with uh, Chase Freedom. From July through September, you have gas stations, which is a big deal these days, right? Because people are paying so much for gas and Getting 5X is pretty good. Uh, rental car agencies, movie theaters, and then select live entertainment. So not like the best categories this time, you know, grocery stores or things like that. But, you know, I, I, there is some opportunity there, I guess. It's on up to $1,500 in spend. And, you know, I like that it's ultimate rewards, right? So I'm getting 5X ultimate rewards, which to me has better than a 5% value. Yeah, I like this this quarter better than last quarter. Um you know, I, we have three freedom cards, so I try to max out all three. It's not the easiest all the time. And with Amazon being, you know, I can get five times on Amazon fairly easy with like an Ink Plus card or go to the grocery store and get four times with the Amex Gold and, and get fuel points. So I didn't really go after that because there's, you know, better options available to me or easier. So it is what it is. But this quarter, uh, you know, with gas, we drive a lot, you know, out to the cottage and stuff. So that will hit some of it. Um, the other options are if you have, you know, a gas station that sells third-party gift cards, you can do that. And, you know, like a Speedway gives you Speedway points on top of it. So you can buy your, you know, going to Chili's or or that type of thing, like a restaurant gift card, Best Buy gift card, Home Depot gift card. There are those options. And then you'll get some fuel points for it. So if you have any spend on, on those type of stores, that's a way to look into it. I'd also check, you know, if you have like a uh, a grocery fuel center, like a Kroger fuel center or whatever, see if they have gift cards and sometimes they might have like a Kroger gift card that you could buy and then use that on groceries. So there are ways to, to work this one a bit better than others. I think now, if you have a gas station that only sells gift cards by cash, then you're kind of, you know, left out holding the bag, but there are some options uh, here for sure. 
uh, you know, movies, you're not probably going to spend a ton on that and, and the other options. So I think gas will be the focus, but you can play around with it a bit and there's, there's ways, uh, to do it without just fueling up your car. For sure. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, there's always, where there's a will, there's a way, and it's not like it's unlimited amounts of spend. So, you know, it's 1500, which $500 a month people can find it. And if you don't maximize it, you know, then, you know, it's a no annual fee card. You, you still are doing okay. Now with discover, just they, make sure this, you activate it first. Activate. Yes. Well, oh, yes. Make sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you can I actually think, activate it later on, and it will count still. But it's just bad. And that's why we write this post is because it has the activation link in there. It makes it easier. A lot of times, people get it emailed to them as well. Um, but just make sure you activate it. Do it right away so you don't forget because you don't want to do all the spend and then not get the points. Correct. Although with Discover, which we're going to talk about now, you do need to activate it before you do the spend. Correct. I believe that's the difference between Chase and yeah. So, so Discover, the, right now, going on through the end of June, they have gas stations and Target at 5% back because who doesn't love getting 5% back on Target where you could just do it with the red card? Um, but yeah. uh, anyway. <laughs> I always hate that one too, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for July through September, the third quarter, it's going to be restaurants and PayPal. So PayPal is interesting because a lot of merchants accept PayPal, and there's a lot of different ways to, to do PayPal spend. But, of course, a lot of people spend you know, tons of money on dining too. Yeah, and uh, you know, rest in peace, PayPal key. That would have been nice to have uh, right here. But yeah, you get you know, PayPal is, it can be interesting because you know there's stores that use PayPal that you don't ex- expect that you can just show your QR code when you're checking out. So you can do it through regular spend like like that. You know, CVS is a good one if you're buying prescriptions or you know stuff around the house. They also sell gift cards and stuff. So you can use your PayPal thing, and you should get five times. Just have them scan your phone. So that's a way around it, you know, paying bills. A lot of places take PayPal that, you know, maybe you couldn't uh, do a credit card otherwise, stuff like that. Uh, checking out online, for sure. Yeah, it depends on the card mix you have. Obviously, there are other good cards for restaurant spend. The MX Gold card is one, but not everybody has every card. And uh, if you don't and you're not earning 5% back on your restaurants or the equivalent, you know, it's good an opportunity. And, you know, especially these days with everything costing so much. It's, uh, you know, you go out for one dinner, Mark, and you almost hit the $1,500 uh, spend just on, no, I'm just kidding. But it yeah. seems like that lately. It's crazy what the way food prices are. So anything that helps is good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, yeah, it, like I won't probably put any restaurant spend on it because I have the MX Gold. So I'd rather have four times membership rewards. But yeah, I'll focus on it more towards the PayPal aspect. And we have each have one card. I don't know if I'll max it out or not. Uh, Discover is kind of a whatever it's not points so five percent isn't as exciting like cashback isn't as exciting to me unless it's like a grocery category or something really easy so we'll see i might do one and not the other it'll all kind of depend you know i have a guy coming out to trim trees and i was like do you guys you know take credit cards he's like no check only i'm like well, what about paypal thinking like come on please he's like no don't do that either i'm like dang it but there's a lot of construction people or stuff when you're getting uh, things done that don't take credit cards but they'll take paypal of course, there's a fee, but you're still coming out ahead versus just sending them a check. So that's another option for sure. The other thing about Discover is we do know what their fourth quarter categories are going to be as well, which is exciting because that's Amazon.com, uh, which Ooh. I spend a lot of money on Amazon, but also Ooh. digital wallets. So digital wallets Ooh. are really I'm old. should help. <laughs> digital wallets, I mean, so I was in, uh, I, I should talk about this a little bit. Being in the in Europe the last couple months, they do, you know, contactless is what they call it, but they do digital wallets pretty much everywhere. Nobody uses a card. Now, obviously, a lot of the new cards, you get a card, it, it, you can just tap to pay, right? You don't have to stick the card in anymore. 
But I just got I always used forget to... to do that too. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm very it. old school. Well, that's what I did. Gas pump. I'm like sliding in when I could just tap. It's stupid, but I am what I but, am. But you should have seen the the looks I'm getting in Europe because I'm the same way. Like I just for some reason just got you. You know, I'm used to sticking the card in whatever. And even though I have like my cards, not all my cards, but some of my cards on my Apple Pay, I don't use it as or I didn't use it as much. But in Europe, I really quickly because you would just get some really crazy looks on trying to stick a card in, and then they're like, no tap, you know, contactless. And then I just basically got into the habit of uh, using Apple Pay all the time. And obviously there's a lot of people who are probably listening thinking that we're idiots for not adopting this or using it sooner, but it really is convenient on your phone. I don't have to worry if I have my wallet with me. You know, I'm just tapping. So I've really gotten in the habit and thanks to Europe and being there uh, of doing, you know, Apple Pay and contactless. And even when I have the physical card tapping it, I've been like really doing that and it is a lot simpler, right? It's nicer than sticking it, the card it does, in. It's quicker. And every time I do it, like I'll do it sometimes. I'm like, why don't I just do this? It's stupid, but it's just habit, you know, Cre- creature of habit forever before it was an option and something I need to get out of. My reason for not Apple pay is like, you always have to find out if it does take it. Even if the store says it take like dollar general, will sometimes say it takes Apple pay and they'll be like, Oh, not at this one. We don't, we don't do that. So I just find it annoying to not know for sure until you're like in there. And I guess if you've been there before and you know, then it's fine. But I don't want to get to check out and have it all lined up and then be like, no, we don't do that. We need to get to like 100% adoption here because there's not a place in Europe that you that doesn't have contactless, that doesn't accept it. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're going to get there pretty quickly. I think we're pretty much there. Like I figure, I think like most places now, 90, 95% of places accept it. And uh, hopefully the the other ones will will get with the program because it is it is good and I'm glad that like my old brain my old man brain Mark finally came around on it and so I'm just I'm really like I'm not gonna go back I'm not I'm trying not to stick the card in trying to tap the funniest thing of like all the MTM crew the oldest member PDX Steels guy is the one to adopt it the, the most that's because of his altitude uh, reserve you know and yeah. it, as soon as that was getting him uh, getting him bonus points he was all over that so. Yeah, so there you go. Shout out to the oldest member of the MTM crew, making us all look... Uh... Ian's dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, uh, yeah, let us... Uh, we don't have a comment section on this show, so we can't talk about that. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Joe will be back next week. I think I'm here next week, and then I'm gone the week after. I'm going to be on my cruise to Alaska, which hopefully I'll get to talk about that coming up. But uh, for Joe, you can find him... At, as the Joe Flies on social media, as the JoeFlies.com, and he's still editing and producing this episode. So thanks to him for that. Where can people find you, Mark, when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark at MilesToMemories.com, or comment on any of the articles on the website. We'll get back to you there. Or join the Facebook groups, of course, uh, in there all the time. And as a reminder, our Diamond Patreon is going to shut down for monthly subscriptions at the end of June. So if you're interested in that, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories or miles to memories.com forward slash diamond if you want to kind of dive in and see exactly what's included. Great group of people, and uh, we're having a great time with that community. It's been so much fun doing that. We also have our YouTube if you're into Las Vegas, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories, and some other cool stuff coming uh, for the podcast. and other stuff uh, in the coming months so look forward to that uh, but everything we do you can find at miles to memories.com thanks so much for listening talk to you next time see you next week oh, 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 oh.